A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, World Game Changers, wherever you are today, listeners, just a message for you, really, about getting out of your own way. To help us with that message, none other than James Porrick from the UK. James, extremely warm welcome to you, sir. Thank you. Humble to be here and looking forward to uh, this dance we're going to have. Getting out of your own way. Just give us a brief intro, James, why you chose that title. Because my whole life I was in my way and it didn't work. That's a great answer. Short, sweet, punchy listeners. There's nowhere else to go with that answer. That says it all. No big, fancy, elaborate words. There you go. What a great starting point. Okay. Right. So do you want to uh, sort of take a couple of minutes, James, to put a bit more um, meat on the bone, so to speak, around that statement? No, absolutely. Growing up, I didn't really fit in. I didn't really um, feel that I belonged anywhere. Um, I didn't feel loved or wanted by my parents. They loved or wanted me. I didn't feel it. Um, I didn't really understand uh, what was going on around me. I had severe issues with confidence, self-esteem, self-belief, anxiety. I had several bouts of anxiety and depression. Uh, The longest one lasting a couple of years. Um, I've had 16 grand mal epileptic seizures. I'm not epileptic. They couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. I'm a medical anomaly, a medical miracle. If I'd listened to neurologists, consultants and doctors, I'd be drugged up to my balls in bed as a zombie right now. I had all the CAT scans, MRI, EEG, ECG, psychological test, blood test, which was all clear, which left them confused. And if I'd listened to neurologists, consultants and doctors, I'd be drugged up to my balls in bed as a zombie right now. So it's been a very traumatic journey, but a lot of lessons to be learned. And uh, what they didn't realise, what I didn't realise, it was high levels of stress, um, ADHD, bipolar, chemical imbalances, PTSD, lack of awareness, I just wasn't able to understand what was going on. And because I had incorrect programmers as a child, um, I had um, strategies in place, coping mechanisms, which were keeping me safe, but were hindering me from progressing forwards. I didn't understand that until, what, in my 40s, really. Um, And uh, the the first four decades was um, trying to understand this. And uh, because of that, I wasn't able to hold down a job. I wasn't able to build a business, failed relationships. Um, I was brilliant at connecting with people, but I wasn't able to have sustainable relationships or create anything meaningful, which was, um, it's devastating. And also what I realized was I didn't really have a sense of self. I didn't understand who I was, what I was, that caused a lot of pain. And it all came because I didn't understand who I was and I kept getting in my own way. And it was only when... I learned to get out of my own way and to not take things personally, to not judge, to let go of the need to be right, to let go of justice, to let go of um, my own needs 
and to be present with other people to heighten my level of awareness, uh, my consciousness, and um, also to operate from unconditional love, gratitude, and joy, that's when everything shifted for me. That's when the magic was switched on, and um, that's where my life transformed. So it was really getting out my own way. And if we break it down, the universe, apart from a tiny microscopic speck, is made of other particles and other people. So really, I'm, I'm not that significant. I'm insignificant, but also powerful. And when I learned to put other people first and listen to other people and allow them to be heard, I realized that's the most empowering thing for people. The greatest gift we can give to another person is our gift of time, attention, focus, energy, and presence. And we can only truly give that to other people when we've got over our own shit and when we've got out of our own way. And that's when I had these realizations. I was a slow learner. Mm, okay. Well, nobody ever said it was a race, James. Nobody ever said it was a race. No. <laughs> the quality of the journey, not the quantity. I just want to home in. I, want the, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. I want to go back to the beginning of that uh, that, that shared those insights. Um, there was a lot of labels there, James. Do you now mm. view them as labels like, I don't know, de depressive, you know, things like that, and an AH, you know, and, and all these things that, and I'm not undermining them or, or judging them in any way, but there are, you know, I think society is very, very quick to stick a label on, on things and particularly people and put them in a box. Oh, he is this, she is that. He suffers from depression. She suffers from that. Can you, can, you know, do you agree with that in terms of labels? No, absolutely. And I think the reason why I share it is because quick reference point, people understand, understand it straight away. But it's a very important and pertinent point that you made, very powerful point, that we are limitless and we're not confined by other people's opinions or other people's judgments or labels and that's what they are i just use it as a reference point mm. but we do get shaped by it don't we immensely absolutely we do pick that label up and unless we've got the awareness to to realize that we are so much more independently and there's a kind of paradox really there listeners in as much that we are absolutely connected definitely we are also so powerful in our singularity. And I know that sounds, well, as I say, a paradox, a contradiction, call it what you will. Any thoughts around this, well, this whole thing of so-called duality, James, where, you know, well, I'm separate, but I'm one. Yeah, I was just letting that soak in because it's interesting because, um, how could we know true love if we haven't first experienced in what experienced the heart pain of heartbreak and loss? Mm. Maybe, maybe there is another way. I wish someone would have showed me because I had to take the, the difficult path. Um, how can we know the light, let alone to seek the light, unless we first emerge from the deepest depths of darkness? Mm. And we look up at the night sky, we can see the star shining brightly. But if we look up on a clear, sunny day, 
Can we see the stars? What we're talking about there really, listeners, I suppose, is bringing in our shadow side. It's always there. And I suppose it's a bit like the ego. There's this, I think at times, almost this purest view of, oh, no, no, get rid of the ego. It's bad. You know, this very black and white polarized either or. But as humans, isn't it true, James, when we talk about dancing, that we are, to quote Chopra, spiritual beings having human experiences. And you can't separate the two because we live in this particular form, predominantly in a, you know, in, in well, the key word is form as a human. And we are surrounded, no surprise here on this statement, listeners, by humans. And as humans, we do strange things. You know, we have this thing called ego. We have these things called emotions that makes us vulnerable, that makes us insecure, that makes us do what the outside world or even that self-judge, silly things. And then we give ourselves a hard time over should have, would have, could have, and all this kind of myriad of stuff that goes off in the head. And I think it's conversations like this, James, that really goes well, hopefully go some way towards realigning to, to realise that, hang on, I'm not this goldfish trapped in a bowl just going round and round and round, confined within my own space. I'm actually more than that because I am a spiritual being. But unless we have that awareness through conversations like this, we can remain very, very trapped, can't we? Absolutely, and that's very powerful points you're saying there because going back to what I was saying... You can see the stars in the night sky, but you can't see in the daylight on a sunny day. Mm. But they haven't been moved. They're still there. We can't see them because there's too much light. Stars mm. only shine in darkness. And this world that we live in is a world of duality and polarity. How can we know tall if there was no short? How can we know hot if cold did not exist? How, did, how would we know thin if there was no fat? How would we know good if there was no evil? A battery has a positive and negative terminal. But if you take the negative terminal out of the battery, does it work? Mm. Both are required. Both serve a purpose. The negative terminal forces the flow of current and the positive terminal harnesses the energy. But when they work in harmony, it's in perfect balance like the yin and the yang and light is simply the absence of darkness and love is the absence of judgment and ego and the spirit one cannot exist without the other and it really comes down to our belief system do we believe that we're a human with a soul or do we believe that we're eternal being restricted here within this form for a definitive time frame and depending on what our belief is our belief will determine our imagination our thoughts our feelings our choices our behaviors our actions and our results and it all comes down to programming incorrect or correct programming and most of my life I had incorrect programming growing up and again I had to get out of my own way and 
I'd been programmed by my gods, my parents, my family, my friends, my school, education, work, government, society, social media. You look at what we're constantly being programmed. And I loved what Gandhi said, don't allow other people to walk through your mind with their dirty feet. Our mindset, our thoughts, what's been between our ears is our greatest asset. And if we allow other people to dictate what we think, how we feel, what choices that we make, then we are giving our power away and we are getting in our own way. So we have to get out of our own way in order to get to awareness. And I've realized awareness is critical. Awareness is the difference between life and death because truth is important. But if we focus on truth, truth is subjective and your truth may be different to mine to where I'm standing. Uh, and this is a true story. There were 35 eyewitnesses of a car accident. Each eyewitness gave their statement and account to the police. Not a single one of them matched, not a single one of them corroborated, yet each and every single one was correct. How is this possible? Each person had their own position, their own perspective, and they each had their own unique filter and emotion which they saw the world through their own rose-tinted or not-tinted glasses, yet even though they saw the object the same, rather, even though they saw it different, it was the same because they saw it from different perspectives, different time frames, and they had their own processes, just like you can have someone at the bottom of the mountain looking at an object at the exact same time at someone at the top of the mountain. The person at the bottom, their view might be skewered by the branches. The person on top, their view might be blocked by the clouds. But whether they can see the object or not does not alter the fact that the object remains. It's all subjective to our positionings and experiences. So I've realized truth is very dangerous in the sense that you look at just what's happening in the world today. The last 12 months has been the most unsettling in our living history. 2021, we've had COVID, lockdown. You've got people that are listening to the government um, that are taking the vaccines. You've got people that are protesting that are anti-vaccinations and there's no judgment on either one but when the people start attacking each other they're no longer part of the solution they're now adding to the problems and to the stress and that is creating segregation because society always focuses on what divides and separates us rather than what brings us together divide and conquer so when the need to be right the need to be correct, the need to have justice supersedes, then it becomes a problem. But when we can let go of that need, when we can let go and let God trust and surrender, we get out of our own way. We're able to connect straight to source because when we get to a point where we can truly love ourselves, accept ourselves, respect ourselves, there's no more judgment of self. There's no more judgment of others. We no longer project our needs or desires onto others. We no longer allow others to project their needs 
or their desires or genders onto us. There's no more attachment. There's no more detachment. We learn to let go, let God trust and surrender. When we do, we allow ourselves to be, do, and feel whatever we need to be, do, and feel in this moment. We allow others to be, do, and feel whatever they need to be, do, and feel in this moment. We develop the right skills. We progress. We connect straight to source. Grace flows through us. We become a beacon of light and hope, and we become a powerful magnet, drawing all the situation, people, events to us to fulfill our purpose, to co-work, collaborate, and co-create. That's if we believe that life is happening for us and not to us. I tend to believe that life is happening for us, but it can only happen for us if we truly let go of control, surrender, and trust the universe, God, create a source, whatever you want to call it. And when we do, we get out of our own way and we allow the cosmos to work through us, and then we can see the divinity in self. When we can see the divinity in self, we can see in others. And namaste, all that means is the divinity in me sees, recognizes, acknowledges, respects, and honors the divinity in you. But we cannot see the divinity in another if we first do not see the divinity within self. We cannot give to another what we first do not possess. So the first step is awareness, identity, clarity. And once we have that, we can truly love self. And then we can give the greatest gift to another person, which is simply to be there, whole space, give them our time, attention, focus, energy, and presence. And that is the greatest gift and kindness we can afford to another person to validate them, to allow them to be heard. And that is truly empowering. But we can only do that if we get out of our own way first and get over ourselves. Yet again, quite a bit to unpack there, James. Quite a bit to unpack. I'm going to play with devil's advocate really strongly on this because you threw a lot out there. A lot out there, James. So I'm, you know, allow me to play this role because this is something that I deal with regularly um, yeah. with, with with clients and you know, not inverted commas, normal conversations. Yeah, it's all right. You talking all that fancy talk, Paul. I've got six kids. My partner's left me. I've just lost my job, and you're going on about this, that, and the other. What are you going on about, boy? Because I'm at the bottom of the mountain looking up and I don't understand your fluffy word. And I've heard all these fancy buzzwords before, unquote. So where do I start with it all? Have you come across that, James? Of course, I was one of them. <laughs> ah, but when you are, there's a big difference between in it and then looking at, at it afterwards. A massive difference, a difference, surely, because when you're in it, to quote a, a well-known cliche, you can't see the forest for the trees. Oh. And it's very difficult afterwards to retrace your steps, especially when you've come a long way. Yeah. And that, that's a very, very, very important point. And, and I'm really, really glad that you asked that question. So to bring it all in, simplicity is key. 
imagine if you're on a plane on in turbulence. Have you ever been uh, on a plane in turbulence before? More than one occasion. <laughs> it's not fun, is it? It's uh, it's it's challenging. Let's just use that word, challenging. <laughs> so when you're going through it, it's challenging. But when you rise above the clouds, it's smooth again. Now the storm's still there below you, but you're excuse me, you're above it. Now, this is oftentimes what success is like, or people that are aware or highly conscious or um, that are coming from unconditional love, gratitude and joy, uh, these terms people tend to use. So it's okay for these people because you're above the clouds. But what about the people on the ground, on earth, that have the problems? Like you say, six kids, the wife has left, to got all these problems. A lot of time when we become successful or when we progress or when we um, become aware, it's like flying through turbulence where we go above the clouds, but then what happens is we become so disconnected from the earth and people there, we can't see them. And a lot of time people become successful, they become aware and they're giving solutions to people that don't have those problems anymore. They're giving them solutions to problems that no longer exist. They're beautifully equipped to deal with a world that no longer exists. So that's why awareness is important because it's all about context. Because what has worked for me does not guarantee that it's gonna work for you. And that's why it's important to reflect, to journal, to try and make sense of what's happened and this is why it's critical to have mentors, coaches, um, community people, religious people, business people, because they can give you a perspective that you don't have. Because we can only see what we see, but they're proved through science now. This is not just hearsay that there are very powerful and progressive steps that we've taken as a species in the term or the field of quantum mechanics, which is uh, quantum physics, which is how we perceive the world and how we view the world. So it's really about breaking down experiences and taking it step by step because the danger, and this is why I had the seizures, is when you're overwhelmed with information, people are going to shutdown mode. And that's why I struggled with anxiety. I struggled with stresses because I could not make sense of my reality or people around me. And I just shut down. Uh, I hope that helps. It does, James. As you said, you know, there's, there's many ways of looking at this. And I suppose it all depends where, you know, where we are on our particular path. Um, something that's come to me very recently and I'm, and I'm working through it is there's only two things that really matter when we're on our journey one what path are we on and two what kind of vehicle are we in now that's landed with me over the last few days on a journey two things that really matter and I'm still working it through because I don't personally do the intellectual stuff anymore because of 
all the ego, you know, that for me, that takes it away from the heart. So it loses its power. But it's interesting how that's landed with me over the last few days. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, that's, I, this is literally the first time I've shared it with anyone. Any thoughts, initial reactions around what I've just said there, James? Well, it's interesting. Um, I can look at that as so many different ways. Um, the path is our journey. Our vehicle is our body. Um, our vehicle could be our business, our job. It could be our finances. There's so many different ways of looking at that. Um, I'm, I'm not sure the perspective that you have or how it's landed for you. But isn't that the power of, you know, when we talk about offer a lot of um, different insights, you know, when you look back to biblical terms and the parables that were around very, very simple statements. I think that one I've made is a very simple statement. How it lands with the individual is up to him or her. As you said, absolutely brilliant, Navir James. You could look at that so many ways. That's just one person making that statement. Put that in a room of 10. I dare say you'll have the same statement. Paul could look at that so many different ways. 10 times 10 becomes 100. Put another 100. All of a sudden, you've got a 1,000 different permutations of a very simple I hasten to use the word parable, but that's the power of language with the, with the, we offer. And you've mentioned for me, James, just picking, I suppose, the, the key powerful bits out of what you've shared with us um, in, in, this, in this dance is around the, the simplicity of it all, the distillation. And it brings in the word faith to know that it is simple, despite all the chaos the pain, I don't know, in fact, I'm going to take the word pain out. Pain's good. I'm going to replace it by compounded pain, which is suffering, which is not good. Mm. All the confusion, all the clutter, all the noise, all the suffering, etc., etc. It's like, what is going off in my world? I can't cope anymore. And then when we start to water that down, distill it, make it simpler, make it clearer, for me, James, it's wrapped up, and I know we've shared this conversation privately, and listeners, you've heard me say this a thousand times. It's all down to three simple words. Let it go. Yeah. And, and that is around awareness. The starting point for anything and everything we do is awareness. If we go on a journey, be it a physical journey, traveling, I don't know, say from London to Tokyo, we plan a route, but we can't plan the route unless we know where we are now. You know, mm. am I based in London? So in which case, I'll catch a plane from Heathrow. It's no good me uh, catching a plane from East Midlands Airport if I'm in London for obvious reasons. So where's mm. our starting point? So those three words for me, James, let it go and amalgamated to awareness. Awareness is the strong, strong, solid foundation for everything. Where are we now? Any thoughts around any of that? Yeah, it's powerful stuff because it's about, and this is why context is so powerful because there's information out there, but how does it relate to your life and the timing? And not everything is for everyone every time. It depends on 
where you're at in your journey and what vehicle you're in. And uh, awareness is key, but also to let it go is so powerful because letting it go is basically getting out of your own way <laughs> and getting over yourself. It's, it's the same thing, same concept. And we can only do that through reflection and when we can see there's something to let go of. And that can only come through experience, experientially, if we're willing to um, see things from another person's perspective. Another interesting point, let's say you get on a plane at Heathrow and you're going to go to Japan and the pilot changes the coordinates by one degrees at Heathrow. It's not going to make any difference at Heathrow, but because that one degree change in Heathrow, you're no longer going to end up in Tokyo, you're now going to end up in Canada. Completely different destination because that one change at the beginning seemed not a lot, but over time, the compounded change, it, it's night and day. This is one of those, I can remember being in a, I went to see Deepak Chopra about, I don't know, four or five years ago in the States. And there was a guy, an English guy, Rupert Spira, who's apparently is one of Chopra's um, inner circle. I think he was actually, did refer, introduce him as a mentor. Um, don't hold me to that listeners. But anyway, he's very, very close. Um, and he was certainly a guest that this particular day of, of Deepak Chopra. And the question was asked around, you know, things that happen in life, experiences. And one of the great influences in my life um, has been Tom Peters, the American quality management uh, practitioner, and his statement of perception is all there is. Which for me, for many years, held a lot of water, still does still does and i raised it as a question and the answer that came back from rupert spire was no consciousness is all there is the perception puts it into the human domain opens up subjectivity whereas yeah. the objectivity the reality the truth when you talk about truth because as you say we create our local filtered truth what what serves us you know jim Britt, one of the great um i wouldn't call him a grandfather of uh, personal development he had a saying now listeners you make your own mind up about this all beliefs are false it's something that we have decided is true because we've filtered it through and it will serve us now this was a guy that was jim Rohn's business partner for 10 years mentored Robbins for five, Tony Robbins for five years. So, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that he comes with a, you know, some credibility for sharing his insights. Now, I don't pass judgment on that statement one way or the other, but I just throw it out there. All beliefs are false. Any thoughts around that, James? That's a very powerful statement. <laughs> and I've got a story to share as well. So I came across this picture on my phone and I'll share it with you, actually. Um, that picture, uh, what did it say? As your vibration raises, forces will come to work against you. 
they are afraid of your power, excuse me, your spiritual awakening scares the sleepers. Now, I shared that with someone very influential. And he said to me, James, is that your belief? I said, what do you mean? He said, where does that belief come from? I said, oh, it's a picture I saw years ago and it resonated with me and it stuck with me. He said, is that your belief? I was like, um, well, no, it's not mine. I got it from somewhere. And he said, okay. He said, basically what that belief is saying is that as your light gets brighter, you will attract more darkness. He said, is that what you want? And I was like, no. And then he told me about this spiritual leader who was saying something similar. And he questioned the spiritual leader. He said, well, is that what you want? And then the spiritual leader got a bit defensive, so he stepped back. And then um, he said to me, does that belief serve you? And I was like, no. And he said, can you let go of it? And I was like, yes. And then I realized I was able to do something in a very short space of time that most people aren't able to do for a lifetime. Because as you said, it's about consciousness. Now, the issue that we have is reconciling this um, paradox between the self as a physical human being and the soul as eternal, uh, the ego, the soul, how does it all fit in? But um, it is one part of the other. Um, how do we separate the two? Is it possible? But if we are just able to be here and just observe without judgment, without attachment, without detachment, and just to be, then we could look at things and observe, and there's no need to be right, there's no need to be wrong, there's no need for um, certainty. But as human beings, when we need to be right, we hold on to beliefs, rightly or wrongly, we be hold on to systems and structures rightly or wrongly and we hold on to certainty the need for certainty and expectation and expectation is the thief of all happiness and joy but if we are okay and can learn to live in uncertainty then we're able to live in true surrender and beliefs for me again no judgment on this was state um I believe that beliefs are very important, but beliefs can also be very dangerous because the only guarantee that we have in life is change. We're born, we die, we don't know where we come from, we don't know where we go into, and we get older, we change. So the only constant is change, which is a bit of an oxymoron and a paradox, but the only guarantee in life is change. And if that's true, then what was true in the morning of our life will be false in the evening of our life. And what was false in the morning of our life may be true in the evening of our life. But if we hold on to the beliefs, then how can we grow? I've said this many times before, listeners, and it feels very appropriate on the back of, uh, as we start to uh, draw towards a close now, but on the back of what... James has just said, the very first podcast that we did in this series, Mastering Life is as simple as ABC. And two words that have been very 
consistently used throughout this, this uh, dialogue, this dance. Awareness, A for awareness, B for beliefs. And what we haven't used that much is C for creativity, thinking mm. about things differently. I think it was Dr. Wayne Dyer, change your thoughts, change your life. Just a thought, just a thought. I want to pause it there, James, to invite you in to share your contact details, how people can reach out, find out more about you, connect with you. Absolutely, lovely. So you can connect with me on my website. Um, I believe it's still under construction at the moment, jamesporrett.com. Um, you can connect with me on Facebook. Um, that's a pretty good platform. Uh, james.porrett, number one. And then uh, you can also connect with me on Instagram, James underscore Porrit. And uh, on the social media platforms, uh, WhatsApp's the best one. But um, I think if you go through the website or Facebook, um, yeah, you can see some of my posts and connect with me there. Super. Thank you, James. So I want to ask you one final question. Um, it's, it's what I call the elevator question. So imagine we've just met in a hotel reception and we're, we're getting the lift together and we've just kind of ex, ex, you know, exchanged a few pleasantries in the reception. We're getting the lift together and we've got 30 seconds till we go up to the next floor, the next level. And then you'll go metaphorically left and I'll go metaphorically right. And we may or may not see each other. But I ask you, just as we get into that lift, James, do you know, it's been really fascinating to listen to you and get some of your insights but before we get to the next level and probably never see each other again, 30 seconds, in 30 seconds, James, leave me something to take away that's going to make my life better. Here's what's interesting. Only those who can see the invisible can and will do the impossible. So it's about having faith, having trust, and believing in something outside of yourself. Because if we can only go by what we see, then we are restricting and limiting ourselves. And my mission and purpose here is to help people set themselves free, to know themselves, and to empower communities. And um, if that's something that uh, resonates with you, then we can definitely stay connected. Superb. So there you have it, listeners. James Porrett from the UK. And all that remains now is for me to sign off, as I always do, by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond? <laughs>